Welcome to the Liberal Conservative Podcast. So today we're going to discuss the classified document scandal that really kind of began back as late as 2016 with Hillary Clinton and her email server during the 2016 presidential elections. Um, first, let me welcome our new co-host. Uh, it's Colt D. Colt has appeared. That's D-E-E. Colt has appeared in the last two episodes. Um, Colt's extensive knowledge of government functions will be a valuable asset to the Liberal Conservative um, he's also appearing for free, which makes it much better for us since we don't make any money yet. So welcome back, Colt. Hey, I'm glad to be back. Since I'll uh, be on full-time, I'll formally introduce myself. Yep, my name is Colt D. I served in the military for some time where uh, I did intelligence collection and analysis. So during that time, I got my degree in Homeland Security Studies, which is basically a national criminal justice degree and an emergency preparedness degree all kind of blended into one which is really where I learned kind of how the government works and all that stuff nowadays. So after that, I went to work for the Department of Energy in the nuclear field, which is what I do now. So that's me. All right, let's get started. So first thing I want to address is the Biden's classified documents report from the special counsel, which was uh, headed by Robert Herr. Uh, There's a lot to discuss in this report, but I wanted to bring up two things in particular. The first is that the special counsel brought up the differences between the Biden case and the Trump's case. Uh, They made a point of saying Biden cooperated and Trump did not. And as I've told you guys many times before, I was I was in the military for 10 years. I was a police officer for 20 years. The last seven that I was um, in was I was a detective. So I wrote a lot of legal documents. I I, uh, wrote some briefs for the DA's office. And that's just those those cases are are two separate cases and they're not they're not any way related except they deal with the same crime. Okay? But I've never not one time have I ever mentioned another case, another pending case. Now you might bring up precedents, but this this is a pending case. So um, second thing I want to bring up is is which I believe is probably the most important, and that is the report questioned Biden's mental capacity, calling him an elderly man with a bad memory. So this is a special counsel from very left-leaning Department of Justice questioning the Democratic president's mental capacity. And what I believe is happening here is the Democrats are torpedoing Biden's re-election bid by questioning his mental capacity, and they've really done so without getting their hands dirty because they can blame this all on the special counsel. You know, in doing so, they open the door for the Democratic Party to nominate a presidential candidate who's who's not Biden. So this is one one of the things that I believe was that was probably a a secondary target or collateral damage for Biden is now he's he's really unelectable. You know, in addition, uh, the Biden special counsel commented on the Trump on the Trump case something they should know nothing about. They're completely separate, completely separate investigators. It's a separate special counsel. So. You know, the report said Trump did not cooperate, which is and Biden did, which is why no charges are being brought against Biden. Yet charges are pending on Trump. Just highly unusual. Um, And people need to realize the Department of Justice is absolutely weaponizing the justice system to get rid of political opponents. And in this case, they're getting rid of Biden, too. They've torpedoed his his presidencies because Biden has known since 2017 that he had classified documents at his house and the other locations. And he even showed the classified documents to the ghostwriter who helped him write his memoirs. So, so Colt, kind of what's your breakdown of, of the on the two special counsels? 
Yeah, I'll start off talking by the, the President Biden's counsel. So I'll highlight some points from the report by Robert Hur, who oversaw the investigation by the Department of Justice. And to add some context, Robert Hur is a career Republican who was the former U.S. attorney for Maryland and was appointed by Donald Trump. So I do completely agree with what you just said. I think the Department of Justice is trying to appease both sides and appoint a Republican and also using said Republican to torpedo Biden's election bid, which a re-election bid, like you just said. So the entire issue is that classified material was found in a number of places. President Biden's residence, the University of Delaware, the Penn Biden Center at the University of Pennsylvania. And then to a small extent, President Biden's ghostwriter was deleting some audio recordings, but I'm not going to talk about that. Just know that that's in the report. To what I can understand, there wasn't a ton of classified material that was unsecure in comparison to Hillary Clinton's email scandal, which we'll talk about in a minute. Some of it was dated back to when President Biden was a senator even. And then there was even more uh, classified documents that was about like Egypt in a folder labeled amputations. So it was all really odd. A bunch of material was just laid around in boxes and stashed different places. So all that to say, I don't really get the impression that this was done very intentionally. I think he lost sensitivity on how to handle classified material and just seemingly over the years accumulated all these random documents. So I think that specifically is more negligence, but him knowing about it and boasting about it to his writer, that is definitely, in my opinion, bordering on criminal. So now on Trump's counsel, this is definitely a bigger one as far as the media is concerned. I would definitely agree that Trump was seemingly less cooperative. As far as the case goes, it's, to me, less complicated. There was definitely confidential documents found in his residence at Mar-a-Lago, as far as what they contained, I, I can't, I don't think we'll ever know. Um, and I don't think it was serious enough to warrant criminal charges, given that everything I can find indicates that it's a lot less, again, in comparison to Hillary Clinton, and nor were they as serious. I can't even find a tangible number how much they found, which, again, indicates it probably wasn't very much. In both of these cases, though, I think an investigation should, have been, should be conducted, which it was, and to should determine the extent of the information released, if any, and hold them accountable for violating protocol, which that's the part that differs based on circumstance. I know both of them bragged about it to some extent, which to me means they should never be allowed to handle classified material again. And whatever that means for their careers, I don't know. But I said it last week, and I'll say it again. I think this is bordering on malicious prosecution for former President Trump. And that's even before you bring up the uh, the verdict that just got released about him having to pay another 330 some odd million dollars for uh, his wealth accumulation lies, we'll call it that. And then Hillary Clinton and President Biden both got no criminal charges. So if I was his attorney, I would definitely bring that up in court and start a precedent case for that. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you mentioned Hillary Clinton there at the end and, uh, Let's go back to her email server scandal. Uh, charges were not brought against her. And I know that they said there was top secret material that she passed along. So what was you, you mentioned something about that we'll never know about what Trump had. I think you're very you're correct in saying I don't it probably is not much more than confidential material because if it was because of the way the Department of Justice has been going after him, they would have released that. So we would yeah, definitely 
So it, now in the case of Hillary Clinton, you know, charges were not brought against her, yet the D- Department of Justice said she was very, very careless with classified documents. And we know for a fact that there were up to at least top secret material from, from her email server. Now, whether it was compromised or nothing, or I, I don't think we'll know. So, uh, but let's be clear: she did not cooperate with the Department of Justice in their investigation whatsoever. She she destroyed over thirty thousand emails after a subpoena was issued for all emails on her server. She said the destroyed emails were personal and not within the scope of the investigation. So, we have a high level government employee who, during her career, has been caught in in many lies. She's saying that I deleted 30,000 emails, even though the subpoena said all emails on the server, she deleted them because she believes that they were irrelevant. You know, and she also had, had cell phones destroyed. Her One of her aides destroyed, I, I know it was one cell phone, and I think they called it a BlackBerry, which BlackBerry is for new people, new listeners or, or younger listeners. Those were old, like kind of like the first smartphones. Um, and I will say, had Clinton... Had Clinton not used her private email server, all the emails would have been public record and open for inspections. So she wouldn't have got to decide what what was irrelevant and not, and what was not. Um, she should have left that up to the Department of Justice. Uh, so she decided which emails were within the scope of the of the unauthorized on her unauthorized server. Does that make sense, Colt? Yeah, I remember when that investigation first started. A lot of people were super angry about this spillage incident on her private email. So. To define spillage, that is when unauthorized material, i.e. like confidential and higher, is released on unauthorized means or to unauthorized personnel. So even that's potentially even – you can have a spillage incident even if nobody sees it or um, – I'll highlight that in a little bit. But what they don't realize is that her email domain was registered with the Department of State since 2008. They completely allowed that. They allowed personal emails to be used for, for government work because – it was such a hassle. It is such a hassle to obtain a government network connection every time something needed to be done. So the obvious implication here is that you can't talk about classified material in, in, on unclassified networks. So just one example is for my job, I have three separate cards to access four different networks. So I have an ID network. I'm sorry, an ID card, which allows me access to an unclass and a secret network. And then I have two other cards, which allow me access to two other separate networks. Now, somebody might ask why this practice exists. This is how the U.S. government compartmentalizes information. So if there's a breach of a network, our adversaries find, you know, basically just one thing. It's not mission reports, and it's not F-35 specifications and submarine sound data and so on. It's just one thing. So having all these secure networks creates a strong system to prevent spillage in a breach, but it also has the distinct disadvantage of people needing these individual access tokens, like I was talking about, for each individual one, and that also creates the likelihood of crossing over data onto those different servers. So this is what happened in Hillary Clinton's case, except in my opinion, I think it wasn't because of accidents. I think it was because of laziness. Hey, I want to jump back to the Biden special counsel report again. So in the report, uh, the report contradicts itself so much that it's almost laughable. You know, first, like in the, in the second paragraph of the executive summary, her says that Biden willfully retained and disclosed classified material after his vice presidency when he was a private citizen. And we all know willfully means on purpose. So the report goes to great lengths 
to, to praise Biden for things he did as the vice president, um, things that are totally irrelevant to the storage of classified documents. Like they talk about his, his, um, his stance against Obama and the troop surge. Do you remember the, the troop surge that Obama did in, in, uh, in Afghanistan when we were, when we were kind of, I wouldn't say losing the war when we were getting our, our butts handed to us a little bit. So, uh, you know, they break down multiple examples of the Biden breaking the law and they give proof that he knew he was breaking the law. So, and, and the report says Biden knew about the classified documents in his house since at least 2017. Um, in the next paragraph after that, it says they lay out all the excuses about why they didn't charge him. You know, like the statement we talked about earlier that he would, um, the jury, the, the real statement said that Biden would likely present himself to a jury as a, as a sympathetic, well-meaning elderly man with poor memory. It, this stuff is laughable. You, you mentioned that Heard was a Republican appointed by Trump, which I said is odd. But as I read the report, it, it definitely appears to me that, that Heard goes to great lengths to justify Biden's actions. You know, his report will please the Biden supporters because no charges are filed. Yet he can also say to the Republicans, I found all these documents. Biden willfully kept them. I just didn't believe we could take it to a jury or take it to a trial. You know, so he did this. He did his best to please both sides, but really just created an, an inept report. You know, and like I said, his 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 desperation to please both sides just just failed miserably. If you have read any of the news, both sides are just hammering him, just thinking he didn't do a good job. Yeah, like you said, I think you contradict himself numerous times. For any listeners out there, I strongly recommend you read the report. It's uh, just shy of, I want to say, 400 pages, right around 380 or so. However, it did say out loud the thing I feel like most people in this country have been thinking for a while, and that is, is our president mentally stable enough to handle sensitive material? And furthering that, is he mentally coherent enough to make decisions with that information? You know, afterwards, when this report was published and he was talking to the media, he was very angry. And he was basically getting borderline hostile with the media. And he was shouting at them saying, and I'm quoting here, I know what the hell I'm doing. And then he reminded them, I'm the president. I think if you have to remind people of those facts, then at least you're probably not doing a very good job of showing them. Uh, that's true. That's, um, that's valid, valid argument right there. So, and, and you know, the Clinton case almost mirrors the Biden case. Now one is digital, digital data. Um, while the other is hard copies of, of classified material. But in 2016, James Comey, uh, Comey was the director of the FBI, right? Uh, was he director of the yes, DOJ or the FBI? It was the FBI. Yeah. So Comey, who had been, he he was very public about his disdain for Trump, and he he went on record saying Clinton was extremely careless in the handling of classified documents, but it didn't warrant charges. And Comey really was saying that that Hillary Clinton broke the law, but he's not going to charge her. And I want to be clear about something also. If if when I was in the military or when when Colt was in the military. If we mishandle classified documents, we would very much 100% be charged. So, uh, you know, Clinton and Biden willfully held classified documents, yet they were not charged. And I believe Trump willfully held classified documents, and he is being charged. You know, the American people, even the left, they're, they're sticking their heads in the sand if they do not believe that our government has weaponized the DOG, the DOJ, sorry, uh, <laughs> 
based on the evidence we provided, you know, all three of them should have been held to the same standard, either charge all three or charge none. Yeah. So I just wanted to highlight a little bit to the extent right now that when I handle classified information, so when Clint was in, it's all paper, like he was saying, now it's all digital and there's an investigation the spillage if I put the tokens I was talking about into the wrong computer like if I put a secret or a higher level token into an unclassified computer that's a spillage investigation automatic so that just goes to show what uh, the level that we should be caring about this and that the Department of Justice did not in my opinion because it was these politicians so back to what you're saying I completely agree that it they're all similar enough so it should be all or none I think should it should come down to how sensitive the material breach was, the amount of material you potentially spilled, and how cooperative you are in the investigation to determine the extent of charges, if any at all. So we are fallible people, and I recognize the pain of having all these network accesses or the amount of sensitive material that these politicians come in contact with, and I, I recognize mistakes will be made, but that doesn't excuse you from covering it up or ignoring subpoenas or destroying servers and phones and things like that, etc., yeah. So, and, and you mentioned something earlier about the the court in New York that just that just found Trump guilty of inflating his wealth. Uh, he allegedly inflated his wealth to lower interest on banknotes and lower insurance rates, things like that. Um, even the left leaning pundits are are saying that this is unfair, and the statute used in prosecuting Trump was not intended to be used in this way. And, and you mentioned they also they all find him three hundred and seventy five million dollars for this. And, you know, the left, I, I truly believe this in all this malicious prosecution, the left and the media are making Trump into a martyr. They're almost guaranteeing that we're going to have some major issues when it comes to the election in November, you know. Everyone in the country, whether you want it to admit it or not, you have to see the double standard. And I've said it many times. I am absolutely not a Trump supporter. You know, I I just and I just think his his ego gets in the way of of good decision making. So I I just worry that we are going to have some major problems, especially if they convict Trump on any of these criminal charges, like the like in in. Um, in Atlanta with, with the, with the vote scandal. Um, you know, we also have the insurrection from January 6th that they're going to, that they're going to try him for. So, you know, this episode really seemed to bash on, on the Democrats and let's be clear. It's, it's not the Democrats. It's, we have two sides, the Democrats and the Republicans. And in those parties, we've had people on the very, very far left and the very far right who have went to extremism and their their malicious prosecution is coming from that side. You know, um, I hope I, I wish Trump would not run again. I think the country needs to heal. And I, I, I think that uh, that we're just going to have major problems if, if they continue with this malicious prosecution on both sides, because if we get a, a Republican Congress or a Republican president, it's going to keep go, happen. It's going to happen to a Democrat, too. Yeah, from what I can see, ever since his uh, his impeachment, it's sort of become tit-for-tat politics. And I've said it from the beginning of Hillary Clinton's case. I think the reason she should be punished was because she covered it up and impeded the investigation. And I think at this point, 
in time, it's clear that our politicians are held to different standards, which doesn't fit in our country's framework. But I'll start wrapping it up here. I'm glad to be here. And uh, thanks for me having on full time now. And I look forward to the next episode. So it should be a pretty good topic for the next episode. All right. So that wraps up this edition of the Liberal Conservative. Uh, I want to thank everyone for listening. I, I truly appreciate all of you. And thanks to our new ho- new co-host, Colt D. I'm looking forward to our nep- next episode. We're kicking around some ideas. Probably do something on some gun control. Or we may have a decision from from the Supreme Court on, on Trump's uh, taking him off the ballot in Colorado. We'll see if that comes out. Originally, it's supposed to come out way earlier. And now they keep pushing it back. So we'll see. So once again, thanks to Colt D., I appreciate your time, and uh, thanks to y'all listeners. I will talk to you guys in about two weeks. Thanks.